Good morning, Christian America. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to another Monday, fresh off Easter Sunday, fresh off the Holy Week. Hopefully you enter this week with a renewed sense of inspiration, a renewed sense of motivation, a a renewed sense of strength within your own faith, a new sense of faith in your own communities and your country if you were able to see what I was able to see this weekend, which is young people, old people, Christian Americans out there spreading God's message, spreading God's love, uh, educating people on Jesus's sacrifice and then his resurrection that, that, that defies all odds. Now we'll talk about that more this weekend when we get into it. So good morning, Christian America. So good morning, Christian America. Welcome to Monday on the Good Morning Christian America podcast. We come to you every Monday for a little bit of inspiration and motivation to get your week started. Hopefully that you took uh, a, a bunch of lessons learned over the last 48, 72 hours worth of worship throughout the Holy Week. Good Friday, Holy Thursday, Good Friday into Easter Sunday to reflect on the sacrifice that Jesus provides in the new testament for us for our sins he is the ultimate lamb of god whose last sacrifice is the last sacrifice necessary to save the rest of us to save our souls to save us from our sins to open up the gates of heaven for us if you can't get inspired after that after a a a week long of reflection on the sacrifice that Christ willingly made for us, then I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you because it was a, it's been an awesome experience for me personally and my family. We've had a chance to worship pretty, pretty heavy, heavily over the last 72 hours or so. Um, and, and just sitting in prayer, sitting in reflection, uh, and, and, and trying to understand the agony that Christ was faced with in the Garden of Gethsemane. The, 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 the initial disappointment that he must have felt going back to the, after praying, going back to the disciples that were with him and finding them asleep a few times and that no one could stay awake with him as he agonized over the the, the coming crucifixion, the coming pain, the coming, the becoming, uh, the coming mockery, the, 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 the entire shame of it all. And for somebody, for God, somebody with, with no sin to give up his life in such a brutal way for us, for me, for you, it's, it's, you know, it's unimaginable. It's to the point where it's unimaginable that the love and the grace and the mercy that God has for his people is so abundant that all of these things would take place. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, I, I've had, I personally had a, a, a wonderful experience 
Hopefully you have too. Hopefully you had a chance to reflect on these things because it's more important than ever that we know. Not that we think. Not that we philosophize, but that we know that the Christian American principles, the Christian principles, the foundation of Christ, his word, his deed, his scripture, set the foundation of our own country, set the foundation of our own civilization. It's these foundational principles. It's his word, his action, his education, his his teaching over and over and over and over reiterating these things throughout the gospel. Paul extending them and, and, and explaining them further throughout the New Testament. Reflecting on the Old Testament. Intertwining the letter of the law with the spirit of the law. All of these things have set the foundation within Western civilization as a whole, but specifically the United States of America. Where devout Christians came to worship freely in a new land and to self-govern. And it wasn't easy. And it wasn't quickly. And they tried to do the right things live the right way but just like the rest of us just like the rest of humanity we slowly get smarter we slowly understand more we slowly delve deeper into the uh, uh, most deep issues within ourselves within our society within our uh, with our within our own psyche what do we know what did we know what was wrong then what's right now all of these things are very difficult. All of these things are very difficult for one person, much less a family, much less a community, much less a country. And so there are many things that are constantly going back and forth. But one thing we can be sure of is that God's word never changes. It's only our interaction and how we meet God's expectation that changes. It's how we interpret God's word that changes. It's how we understand, it's how we live out God's word that changes. His word never changes. And what we see time and time and time again is that when we follow his word, when we follow his example, when we live out as best that we can the example that he laid out when we when we do that we live a more prosperous life and and in prosperity i don't mean things although things do come technology does come convenience does come when I mean when I say prosperity in this sense of following Christ I mean a prosperity of meaning in your life a prosperity of purpose when you wake up in the morning you have somewhere to be 
And that somewhere is somewhere that you want to be. And the reason that somewhere is where you want to be this morning, when you wake up, I pray to God that each one of you wake up and are right now or on your way to some place that you want to be. Some place that fulfills you in your life. Some place that gives you meaning in your life. Some place where you get up and, and, and you can make a difference. You feel in your heart of hearts that you are making a difference in your in someone's life. Not just your own. I hope you don't. I hope you're not getting up and going to some place where you're just trying where, where you're going to you want to be there because you're you're getting paid a lot or you want to be there because of some other superficial reason because you got a nice office or because you're in charge of people and now you can be the boss man or boss lady. And that's why you want to be there. I pray that's not the case for you. Because that can't last. That type of 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 that type of whatever you want to call it, um motivation won't last. That's superficial. That's artificial. That's a, that's a that's a that's a uh you know, a shot of espresso from, you know, in the middle of the day to get you from one o'clock to three o'clock, but it's not going to sustain you all day. That's something that can't sustain you all day. That's something that can't sustain you for a lifetime. That stuff works. That superficial stuff works for, you know, a year, two years, five years, 10 years. And then all of a sudden you realize that what has the money gotten you? What has the position gotten you? My family's a mess. I don't, maybe I, maybe you don't have a family. I got all this money, but I don't have anything really left to buy. I don't really have any friends. My friends are my friends because we're all in the same position and it's kind of a friendship out of convenience because I don't have anybody to talk to. Go home to an empty house or an empty apartment. Who cares how nice it is if I don't have anybody to share it with? Who cares how great my life is if there's no meaning in it, if there's no purpose in it, if there's no reason for me to get up and be motivated to go forward and to do things, to do good things in my life. What's, what am I doing for others? And most importantly, what am I doing for Christ? These are the problems or these are the situations that we have we find ourselves in if you don't have christ so again i pray that when you wake up this morning when you woke up this morning when you're listening to this podcast or you're watching this video i hope you're doing it in the car i hope you're doing it on the train i hope you're doing it on the bus i hope you're you're listening to this in route to a place that you want to be a place that you feel God has called you to be a place where you can provide purpose and meaning not only for yourself but for others and then for others that you inspire them your work ethic your motivation your desire inspires them to go do the same to go find a place in this life that provides meaning to them and the only place you're going to find that, my friend, the, the, the only place that's going to be able to sustain you for a lifetime, uh, to give you a sense of sustained meaning, a, of sustained purpose, 
is going to be found in scripture. It's going to be found in doing God's work. It's going to be found in helping one another. It's going to be found in loving one another. It's going to be found in having compassion for one another. It's going to be found in places that you would have never bothered to look. It's going to be found on the faces of the homeless when you provide them with a meal. It's going to be found on the faces of the children that are playing with one another in a spiritual community. It's going to be found in the homes where the mothers and the fathers and the children sit down at, at dinner, hold hands, bow their head, and thank God for the things that he's given them, for the opportunities that he's blessed them with. Those are the moments in time that are going to be able to sustain you. When you, when you can do those things, that is sustaining. That is fulfilling at a level that, that nothing superficial will ever, be able, will ever be able to attain. And that is how we need to attack this week. That is how we need to attack every day every week every month every year understanding that the bible isn't a just simply a book it's not a collection of stories i mean it is but it's not just a collection of stories god's word is everlasting god's word is unchanging god put these examples and these principles in place so that you could live out your best life and then you and you and your family can live out their best lives together and then you and your community can live out its best life just read it if you read the scriptures, the great thing about scripture is that it breaks down at every level. It breaks down exactly what you should be doing, how you should be acting, what you should be thinking. And you even at the even at the artificial level, even at the at the simple fact of reading the text, just reading the text with no thought, you you can find a pathway that God wants you to, to live. And then when you delve deeper into the text and to think about the meaning of it, it'll blow your mind. It'll blow your mind because scripture t talks about human nature. Scripture talks about our own vices that we struggle with. our own mortality, our own sins, our own interpersonal issues and conflicts. Each person inside is conflicted. And how to overcome those things. And so if, if I'm conflicted in, a multiple, in, in multiple issues and you're conflicted in multiple issues, the idea of us interacting together on, a, on multiple issues it's going to be tough. 
there's initial conflict. But scripture and, and Christ lays out how to overcome that conflict. Overcome that conflict. Putting your own vices aside. Not for you, because you can't do it for you. But for him. Because the highest authority in all of creation wants you to. And so when people say how they can be good people, quote unquote good people, without God, the answer is yes. They, they, I guess they can be. You can be good, quote unquote good people, as long as you aren't challenged at your core, as long as you're not tempted at your core. As long as you don't meet any real strife in your life. Because if you have no one to turn to when you hit real strife, you're going to be left to yourself. And your and yourself then has to come up with the solutions on how to act and how to behave and where to go and, 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 and what the solution is. The long-term solution. And that's extremely, extremely difficult. But if you're a Christian American, you turn to Christ and Christ lifts you up. He lifts you up in these times because he's already seen it. And that's what we that's what we looked at this week. We looked at this this holy week. We looked at what Christ went through. There isn't a lower point. There isn't a lower point to be sinless in your actions, your deeds and your words and be tortured, be ridiculed, be chastised, be beaten, be crowned with thorns be bludgeoned, be bloodied, carried, carrying a cross to your crucifixion, to your execution, nailed to a tree and put on display for zero crimes, for zero sins that you commit yourself. There is no lower place that anyone has ever gone through than what Christ went through so if you don't have him how are you going to get over your own issues your issues that that bring you down how can you get over how can you solve these problems how can you move forward when your life if you don't have Christ we got to listen to his word we got to follow his example his word his example has set the foundation that the country sits upon. And just because we've used that foundation to rise above in prosperity throughout this country doesn't mean that going forward, it's going to be a cakewalk. It doesn't mean that we solve the problem. Because what we see in scripture over and over again, again, so I tell you, you got to go back to it. When communities achieve a level of success in their minds, they turn away from Christ. They turn away from God. And calamity happens. We can't allow that to happen to our, to our nation, to our communities, to our families. We cannot allow that to happen. But if you look across 
our country. If you look at social media, if you look at the news, you'll see that's exactly the risk that we run. In 2019, it seems like anyone can make up anything they want to on how to live their lives. Quote, unquote, to live their truth. There is no their truth. There's only the truth. There is no their reality. There is only the reality. And the reality is that Christ is the path forward towards a good, sustainable, individual life, uh, a, a life within the community, a life within the country, Christian American principles, when listened to, when obeyed, when followed, equal prosperity in all aspects, prosperity of community, prosperity of country. And without that, and then without that, when we don't listen to Christ, bad things happen. When we think that we've overcome any restrictions on ourselves, when we think that we've already followed God's plan enough, when we don't have to listen anymore, we don't have to take responsibility anymore, when we don't have to... Uh, we don't think that we have to follow his direction anymore because now we know now we've been educated now we know better anyone who's been around a teenager you know once they hit that 16 year old mark they know better they've already they know they got it they know better but as the adult you know they don't have a clue and so us humans think that tend to think after years of prosperity that you, we have this thing figured out. We have this thing figured out. But God is sitting back saying, you don't have a clue. And he provides example. He provides example. If you if you look at Joshua 7, right? Joshua 7, this is, in the book of Joshua, Joshua just led a victory over, over Jericho. And they think they have everything figured out. They think they don't need to listen to God's word. Remember, going into Jericho, God gave Joshua a set of specific commands to do in order that the that God would intervene and the walls would collapse and they would be victorious. Well, then the very next, the very next battle is the battle of AI. And Joshua's advisors come to him and say, hey, look, we, we, you don't need to send all these people. You don't, we, we don't have to wait. This is going to be an easy battle. And so he sends a few people up there and they get crushed. They get defeated. Here we are facing Jericho and these great walls. We turn to God in these times of struggle, in these times of these trying times. He leads us to victory. And now we think we know what to do. Now we think we have it all worked out. Now we think that we know more than him. Oh, God has set the example. He's shown us what to do. So now we know and, and, and now we're good. We don't, we don't need any more. We don't need any more information. We don't need any more help, God. 
We, we got this one, especially not this one. This one's good. This will be a, a quick a quick win. And then you get, you know, then you get defeated. That's an example of how listening to Christ, listening to God, following examples can lead you to success. And then the failure to do so leads you to failure. But it's not impossible to overcome. It's not impossible. When you look at the at our country today, you think to yourself, man, we've lost. We're lost. Because it can feel like that sometimes. But I would tell you after this weekend, after going out and evangelizing on the street, after going out with young people, spreading God's message, literally kids so beautiful, carrying a cross in our nation's capital, downtown, taking prayer intentions from people around, passing out flowers, being nice to people, speaking to the homeless, people that 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 the average person avoids every day, to have our youth, our children look them in the eye and say hello and give them you know a flower and give them a chance to just speak to someone it's beautiful it's beautiful that is how we turn our country around that is how we turn our direction around if you say the problem is too big the problem isn't too big because if anybody knows the story of jonah they know that nineveh was was in the same boat probably a lot worse than we are Nineveh was was days away from being uh, to being crushed by God. But God had sympathy on him and he told Jonah to go tell the king of Nineveh that they need to repent and turn back. Your city is going to be destroyed. And Jonah didn't want to do it. Jonah didn't want to do it. He knew the truth. He knew the truth. But he didn't want to do it. How many of us are out there that know the truth? That know God's word, that know God's commandments, that know God's you know foundational principles, that know that we're going in the wrong direction, but don't want to help. Don't feel like it's our place. Don't feel that we want to and uh, 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 put ourselves out there. Don't feel like we want to ostracize anybody by speaking the truth. If you know the truth, then you know the truth. Jonah was in that same boat. He didn't want to. He didn't want to go to Nineveh. He didn't want to go to Nineveh. He wanted to go to Tarshish. That's where he wanted. He wanted to go to Tarshish. So he got in a boat. God told him, go to Nineveh, talk to the king, tell him to repent or you're going to be destroyed. You're going to, people are going to die. Buildings are going to collapse. The kingdom's going to come down. The city's going to be in disarray. And Jonah says, I, I'm not going to go there. God's got a plan for you though. God's got a plan for you. When you know the truth, God's got a plan for you. And anyone who knows the rest of the story knows 
that God stirred up, God stirred up the sea. And the crew was so scared that they threw Jonah overboard because they knew that that he was the problem. He was the reason why they were on the verge of collapse. And he was swallowed up by a fish and taken to Nineveh. And the king of Nineveh, did, did, did he... Did he protest? Did he call BS? Did he say, this doesn't apply to me? Does it, did he, did he, was he too proud? No, he wasn't. The leader of the city recognized what God had said, recognized what the messenger that God had sent and said, we need to repent of our ways and they were not destroyed. That's where we find ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. We need to come to a place where we recognize our faults. We stop laying blame at other people for the problems in our own lives, for the problems in our own communities, and the problems within our own country. We need to repent, and then we need to proceed in God's way. So hopefully hopefully you learned a little something here today. Hopefully that you hit, you enter into this week inspired to spread God's love and spread God's message. If you feel like you want to contribute to the Christian American community, um, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up a Christian American tee, something that you can wear, something that looks nice, that you can that you can spread God's message no matter where you go. You can be a walking, talking billboard for Christ and his principles. Be motivated this week. Spread God's love. Do something nice to someone or for someone today and tomorrow, a few times a week. Say something nice. Contribute something nice. Help help someone do something. That's how we spread God's love. That's how we spread God's message. It's not only with word. It's also with deed. And ultimately, it's with faith. Until we see you Monday on the podcast, God bless. <laughs>